everyone. Welcome back to A Day on a Journey. It's Tamar, your host. This is episode 12, and we're going to just jump right in and talk about Hebrews chapter 12. And it's just going to be me. So I hope you enjoy. I hope it's encouraging. Let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Tamar and welcome back to a day on the journey podcast. So it's been a minute, but we are on episode 12 and guess what? It's just me today, but I wanted to jump in on a couple things, a refresher, something that the Lord's been speaking to me about very heavily. And so this is nothing new, but I feel like it's very helpful to us to always make sure that we're reading scripture, but being reminded of things as we walk together on our journey. So that is Hebrews chapter 12. And I wanted to go over a few highlights that I grabbed from it while I was reading it. I feel like the whole thing is very necessary to read. But when you think about your life and when you think about like all of your responsibilities or even the things that occurred in this life, you know, we always have these like moments and it was debated. I'm gonna go back a little bit. It was debated about like who actually wrote Hebrews 12. Most of us allude that it was like Paul, but I don't know why scholars are saying that, Hey, they don't know specifically, but Hebrews chapter 12, it just speaks a lot of volumes to our Christian walk. Of course, we also want to know that this was written to those and Jews, but we are also engrafted in that, so it pertains to us as Gentiles as well. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, when you think about your responsibilities and your life, and you have all these moments when there are things going on, and we have to ask ourselves, like, how are we looking at our circumstances? How long? How how are we looking at the situations in our lives? And to be honest, you know, I know it's very very easy to look at situations right on right where you are because they're just right there they're present and so when there are day-to-day things happening it's like okay here's this here's this and even if you're doing things for the will of God or you're doing things in the earth for God we have to make sure that we can take a moment and we are looking with the right eyes through the light lens and even seeing a bigger picture setting our eyes on God and viewing things from an eternal view as I said earlier in Hebrews chapter 12 which I believe may have been Paul he was encouraging the Jewish members of the church to maintain their faith in Jesus Christ and not to return to their former ways now of course at this time the church at that time and when I say church I I think personally about the people of God. We make up the church, you know, but it is so, so important to gather with those of like-mindedness. And it's like a means of discipleship, right? We need each other. I will never say that enough when I talk about these things, but also asking for Holy Spirit's help to walk this thing out. So anyway, in Hebrews chapter 12, you know, he's encouraging them and We can also apply this same encouragement to us because we have been engrafted in, as I said. So so really take this moment and to say this scripture 
applies to me. So what is it that we can view about this? And so I'm going to jump in and talk about what actually I mean about what can we get from this, right? So Hebrews chapter 12, again, goes to say, therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that we shall lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. When you think about being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, have you ever thought about that and just took a moment? Like, I believe we can observe here that this writer or Paul is kind of admonishing us to listen. There are people who actually went before us, the, our brothers and sisters who are in the Bible, or even those who are enduring now and the persecuted church and things of that sort, are people who don't even have all the same resources as we do, like really un- understand that there is a great cloud of witnesses that are, who have went before us, have done and endured so many things such as trials and tribulations or hardships or being locked up for the gospel, right? It's like broadening our view. We do go through things, okay? None of us can say that. Like we go through things internally. We go through things spiritually, the things that we can't comprehend. But I've also learned in my own journey, the things that I cannot understand. And I think I heard it best like this, that God's grace is sufficient enough to cover that too. So I had to understand that Lord, although I don't understand this. Your grace can still cover what I don't know, what I don't understand. And even if I read your scripture and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what what's happening and have these whys, then I still understand when I know that God is God and that he cannot lie. And I trust in the Holy Spirit's way that what I can, what I view right here on earth is nothing compared to who I know he is. And so I think that taking our situations or looking at what's present, because I know that sometimes in this, and I'll go deeper into that, we can just get weary, right? So he first encourages us in a way of like preparation, like in he first gives us a glimpse, like, listen, the, you know, I understand, like, but there, but take your view also off of yourself in a sense, but although he's, God sees and knows all, okay, but this is a, a thing of encouragement that there is an understanding that we are, we're going to go through things, but there are also those cloud of witnesses and that went before us in knowing, like, if we think about that, like they ran their race with endurance, looking until Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but that is literally the next script, scripture, number two or 12, two of Hebrews that run the race with endurance that is set before us. When you think about our brothers and sisters in the Bible um, that, you know, the prophets or even, you know, 
even Paul, right? <laughs> or even Matthew or John or Luke, like literally had to run the race with endurance. So there's two things that they had to keep. It was their patience and their faith, like looking toward God, the author and the finisher of their faith. There are many times where they easily, you know, they had their flesh moments like, man, and where their their faith was kind of like shooken up a little bit because of the things that they they did not understand. There was many circumstances like that. We can look to Job, right, who had one of the, he, I feel like he was tested beyond all measure, right? We can look at these, these, these examples and these accounts of our brothers and sisters or who have walked through these things and you look at, you know, Ruth's story, you look at Esther's story, you look at Deborah's story, you look at different people in a, the Bible, even when it comes to, to acts, like they're joining their faith together. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the hall of the hall of faith, like having obtained the promises, like they were still believing and having faith. What kept them not giving up, even not seeing what was, or seeing the things that would have transpired or all the things that they were promised in that time that they were alive, what kept them? And it says what kept them was they looked unto Jesus, the author and a finisher of their faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand and throne of God. I want to talk a little bit about laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. There are multiple hindrances in our lives that come to distract us. And I said this is a refresher because I believe we talked about this before in one of the episodes. But there's many things that come to distract us, whether it's relationally, financially, whether it's like things that we're suffering with it, whether it's health, whether it's all these things, things that are unexpected, right? that we try to figure out on our own and we it's almost like we can never catch a break. But the Lord never told us that things will be easy. Actually, if you continue or you are a person who does read the Bible, you understand that there is suffering in this earth because why we were born in iniquity and so knowing that there's there's iniquities of this earth realm in the result of rebellion in the earth or man or humanity you see that outside of christ we are not good in and of ourselves so it's like okay God, we're coming to the cross, right? We're coming to the Lord and asking him for his help because we need the help of the Holy Spirit, okay? So 
I guess I want to ask this question, you know, for us, like, and the thing about it, it's like, it's a joy to just be amongst the, the household of faith. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that attack our faith. You know what I mean? That's why I said that it's so important to lay aside every weight and to constantly make sure that your, your heart is soft and tender for the Lord, because there's so many things that would try to come and shake your foundation, shake your heart, get your eyes off of Christ or whatever the case may be. But that's why I say lay aside every weight. We know whatever weight it is that maybe that God is putting his finger on. It could be anything like what is distracting you from looking at Jesus? What is distracting you from looking and beholding God for who he is? What is distracting you from being that vibrant and radiant person that when you first came to the Lord, all you could do is testify about the goodness of God. And were you seeing the demonstrations of his power breaking and destroying yokes, you know, and even as we understand that evil will increase, I firmly believe that so will the people of God. And I believe that the enemy, he attempts to try to wear out the saints by us seeing with our natural eye. But I want to just encourage us to walk in the spirit. When we notice something that is trying to distract us from not walking in the spirit, again, these things are not easy apart from the Holy Spirit. But when we have a higher view and we can look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our, our faith, again, he's not not in touch with what we're going through. Like he's in touch with our infirmities. He suffered way much more than we could ever think. Like, you know, a contradiction of who he was and, you know, them being hostile toward him, not even believing who he was. So for consider him who endured such hostility and three goes to tell you that, or Hebrews 12, three, for consider God who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Like it's so easy to become discouraged because you feel like things are not working the way you want to, that you, it, you feel like, you know, like timing is off or whatever the case may be. But I want to let us know, like, again, God is in touch with every single thing. He observes every single thing. And he is our anchor. So once we understand and have this deeper communion and deeper resolve for who Christ is and and what he can do in and of us from the inside out, we can remove like these things that we go through. We can look to God and say, but with God, all things are possible. God has the ability to change any circumstance, but I, I really believe that the, the main thing that God is after is our heart posture. And I, for example, can just testify this of myself that anything that I've gone through, whether it's financially, relation, relationally, whatever, like whatever it may be, like anything that concerns the heart, concerns the way that we are made up, that when I continue to take things into prayer, though that it may not feel good at the time, and I pray the things, God's heart 
he begins to break my heart for what breaks his, but also there's also like a healing. So the things that I cannot control, uh, that, that weight that I'm taking on for myself, I have learned to continue to release to him. And that is where I begin to understand his sovereignty and how frail I am because I am not above God. Like I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so are you, so are we, but I'm not above him. And if I tried to take on things on my own or use my own intellect to determine things, now he gives us wisdom in situations or whatnot, but the things that I cannot control, the things that impact me in a way there is never a time where I've not seen God's hand rest upon me in, in different facets and in, in ways, whether he's the comforter, whether he's healer, whether he's made a way or gave me wisdom for about something financially, whether there are deep things in my heart, you know, I don't know, like he's always done it and he, he will keep doing it because he's perfecting us. So the first thing I believe Hebrews chapter 12, 1 begins to tell us is allowing us to be prepared, leading us in a more preparation, like he's preparing us to go the distance, to run the race, because it's not about how fast you go, like you have to endure it with patience and with perseverance and with faith and removing all of the unbelief that attempts to come and to turn your heart away from Christ because of what you can, what you see with your natural eye. So I wanted to say that like every weight, whatever weight it is, may it be removed in the name of Jesus so that we can run with endurance because these things literally will try to ensnare you when you try to like hold on to things or whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever thing it is like our affections whatever it is that's trying to shift our perspective and I just want to say when you look to God then God literally shows up in reading his word and and being led of the Holy Spirit there's literally a peace that you receive when you the more you behold him the more you read your word, the more you dwell in his presence, the more you take your situations to the Lord. There's just a supernatural peace and grace that he provides you. So I wanted to talk about that. So anyway, now chapter 12, that's where we're at. And I wanted to continue to talk about you know, really evaluating what is God putting his finger on and what are the things that God has brought you out of, you know, those things that he's, that literally attempted to ensnare you. Like those are a victory story. That's a victory story. So again, we are, we should be telling this testimony to others as well, who, who may not know or seen God's hand in this way, but 
I think I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit because he makes us alert of these things. And it's like he will, as, as long as you're willing, as long as you're yielding to the Lord, he will put his finger on something so long until it irritates you, until you desire to give it up. And I have learned in this walk with Christ, it is better to release a thing than to keep hold of it. Because the more that you keep hold of it, the more that you try to do things thinking that you have the will willpower to control a situation, the longer these things will hinder you or block your view of what Christ wants to do in and through you in the longer you'll be stuck. Now, everybody has their their time frame of how or the way that God processes them out of something. And I want to speak to that too, that as long as you stick with God, stick with those who are, you know, after the Lord, those who understand God's word, those that can give you sound counsel and doctrine or whatever the case may be, then continue that journey with the Lord day in, day in, day out until you get your heart right. Anyway, so the next thing that Hebrews chapter 12 dives into is this, the correction of the Lord, right? And it says in the five, and it says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons, right? And it says, my son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son whom he receives. Now, I don't want you to hear punishing like, oh, you're going to get punished like, like an earthly father, you know, like God is not a, an earthly father, you know what I mean? So sometimes we can look with that type of lens, but I hope and pray that you don't look with that type of lens, that anything that God does, when God chastises us or tells us like, hey, there's this, there's that, right? It's because it's for our good. It's like he, when he chastises us or corrects us by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, what comes out of that is the more of the fruit of the Spirit and not the more fruit that will lead to death, chaos, calamity, rebellion, all of that. Because sometimes we assume that we have our, we want to do things our way, but and it's a result of us not being lowly. When I say lowly, I, I say being humble to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit on why this thing may not be good for us. So when we think about our earthly fathers, you know what I mean? If you were, you know, old school, you know, you'll get in, you'll get like a, you know, I don't know if people get spanking still, but you get a spanking or your, or your parent will be like, cause I know some people are against that, but definitely understand. So you'll, you'll, 
you'll get like a like okay you didn't do this right okay go do this you know what I mean and when parents be like hey okay go sit in the corner well you can't play outside go ahead and read a book instead like we or you know you know how we like parents are in general when they are trying to discipline their children to go to the right the right direction because our hearts are so wicked like and you think about like a child when we were children we did not want to obey nobody's rules we felt like it was rules like but when you have a different lens when it comes to like Christ like the things that he gives us are not rules it's actually for our benefit because our sin nature wants to do so many things but if we are honest we don't actually do the right thing all the time there's a lot of soulish things that we do so when I when you think about this scripture he chastises us for our good, that afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by that. So it's literally a discipline, disciplining ourselves unto godliness. So what this tells us is that God is beginning to perfecting us. It's literally us walking out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowing God is holy. So he wants to produce in us a peaceable fruits of righteousness that we can actually walk straight. So although like we were like, oh man, this is a lot. We go through things. It's like, man, but literally Again, I feel like Hebrews is so encouraging because it says, make straight paths for your feet (laughs) that it may not be dislocated, but rather healed. So when there is a correction to the things that we're doing or when we when unbelief starts to creep into our heart, it literally produces a holiness. It really produces or builds and trains us up as a sign of a discipline to produce the fruit of the spirit to walk in wisdom, to walk in integrity, to walk in a hunger for the things of God, to walk in purpose for the will of God, but also to be humble and lonely because again, our sin nature, it kind of wants to react against that. So when we think about, again, our earthly fathers, you know, they, they do it for our good or earthly, when they do it for our good so that we can understand what is right and wrong. God doesn't just do that. He does it in love, right? He does it in in your parents. Our parents do things for our love when we're coming up. And sometimes, you know, I know people have those, you know, dysfunctional homes and you can understand like, oh, well, this is not good. But with the Holy Spirit, with God, that when you're in the kingdom of God and you're giving your heart to, to the Lord, like God is nothing compared to our earthly fathers. He literally chastises us from good. He loves us. So, and it was the goodness of God that led us and drew us to, to himself. So he corrects us because he loves us. And because again, our hearts are so wicked, who can know it? But we know, and if you have been walking with Christ or you are a believer, you know that the things that God put his hand on, or when he's like, you know, there's a situation and we refused to give it up. You know, we only make things a little harder for ourselves than we have to. So although it's sometimes situations are not easy because we begin, we build things. Sometimes we build things that God doesn't want us to build or we do things or we stray away because, because of ourselves. God's like, no, I have to correct this, you know, so that I can, produce a good thing in you and that good thing will be a result of you making disciples of men for generations 
Amen. So he cuts off what is lame. He doesn't want it to be lame. So I feel like when you think about this practically, like say you are wanting to, you know, start a business, right? Or say you are wanting to get rid of like a habit, a, a habit that doesn't profit you anything like smoking or drinking or having sex, which we know we're not supposed to be doing you know, committing fornication. The Bible talks about that. Um, when you create these different habits, like, it, but the Holy Spirit's like, no, I'm going to correct that. I'm going to cut that off because literally you're, you're making use of your body for something that was not, it was not intended for you to have all these partners, Right your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when we look at our body, like this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God dwells here. Anything that I want my body and the use of my body to actually do the will of God, to actually be a disciple of God, to to please God. And it's just having that revelation, the love of Christ in your heart and hunger and thirst to and to love God back as much as we can that actually causes the things of this world to grow strangely dim. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit and I'm going to close here shortly. But two things that Hebrews 12 teaches us is not only preparation, but the perfection. And like, you know, you have to begin when he's perfecting something, there's a discipline. So it's, he gives us the perseverance to resist temptation and he gives us faith and patience to, and, and grace to, to cultivate a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. He gives us that ability when we trust and look to God, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. We know that he has gone through everything. He's in touch with everything that we have gone through. So when we look to God, we have faith and endurance to run the race and that we can lay aside every weight that so easily beset us just to recap that. And then also like we have to see that God is, he has the victory, right? He went through such a great endurance to the cross, despising the shame of everyone else and seated at the right hand of God. So think about it. He was probably going through so much. He's going like going to the cross and the reward of his suffering put him at the right hand of God, the throne, who is the mediator of our faith and lives to make intercession for us. So I'm just so grateful for the Holy Spirit that that when when we are going through life situations, that we can look to God and that we our hands can be strengthened, that we can pursue the Holy Spirit and we can receive healing from God and we can understand that we don't have to go through these temptations or look with our natural eye that as we continue to walk with the Holy Spirit, as God continues to do things in our lives, that we know that he is with us and he strengthened us. So I just want to say that, that we are literally joined together with the Lord. And I would recommend reading Hebrews 12, look to Jesus again, look to Jesus and know that everything that is not supposed to remain, God is going to shake up. Why? Because he wants us, our foundations to be built on him, which should be our greatest desire. I mean, that's my my greatest desire. I like where 
Hebrews 12 talks about the removal of those things that are being shaken and the things that are made and the things that which cannot be shaken. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with fear and reverence for the for godly things. So I just pray and hope that our reverence for God and our desire for God, we will have a reverence of who he is and that we would just let God shake off the things that are not supposed to be so that we won't have to carry weights that were that he that will literally keep us shackled you know and that to know the love of God and also know the correction of God is both his love that he wants to produce in us his fruits of the spirit he wants to produce let us know that he loves us you know God is so good okay and I know that we can all testify but I just want to pray us out here father I thank you father that we were laying aside every weight that so easily beset us I thank you Lord God that your eyes look through the earth that you know every person by name father i pray in endurance even as the ones that went before us god they endured father because they trusted in you they many people just know that you are working in through their life no matter what their circumstances and, and many christians across this nation are even suffering until now and they all all they have is their faith god i just pray just that you would continue to uphold them, Father. Uphold us, Father. And God, I just pray that you would just cover us, our minds, give us a hunger and a crease and a desire for you. Um, and I pray, God, that we understand, Father, that you are the one who comes to perfect us, Father. Give us a godly, godly habits, creating us godly habits, Lord Jesus. And I just ask, God, that you would just touch and strengthen every person who needs strength and that you would lead and guide them in your understanding that they would not lean onto their own father for you are our helper father. And I thank you, God, that you are a helper. And I pray father that you would continue to make disciples, you know, one plant, one water, but you give the increase. We thank you for creating in us peaceable fruits of righteousness. We thank you, God, that you're making straight paths for our feet. And we thank you, God, that, You've came to shake things, God, that are not supposed to be remain. Father, that even in this time that things may grow, you know, pressing and evil and then we can't understand things. But we know, God, that greater is he than in, that is in us than he that is in the world. So I thank you, God, that you would strengthen your people, leading guide us in every areas of our life. Father, that we will be the people you're coming back for and I know and and we will continue to prepare a way for you Lord Jesus and we will continue to behold you you know as you are and Lord that every distraction will fall in Jesus name amen so thank you all again this is episode 12 and I really hope you have a blessed week bye